The following podcasts are from Cosmic Poetry from the Sin Bin, Burbling from the Tatters by Debbie F. Denny. I'll read the, uh, the back cover first. These are my poetry and diary entries from the grazier depths of where life has led me. Sometimes dark, sometimes just bonkers. It's a journey back and forth through some tough times. I hope this makes for a mildly psychotic read. It's a love story, or two. Debbie fucking Denny is a fictional relative of the ghostwriter. No resemblance to the author is intended. A bit of a shit book. Lemmy. The inside cover says it's printed by Lulu Press. Cosmic Poetry from the Sin Bin, Burbling from the Tatters by Debbie F. Denny. A collection of nonsense poems that don't rhyme by a cosmic, manic, depressive ex-speed freak. We also sell half-cut sherry decanters complete with six lasses on a silver-plated tray that your gutter snake can serve you your drinks on, all for fourteen ninety-five. People say, how can you sell this for such a low price? I say, because it's a shit book. Oh, rats. The next page is just, well, it's just an inside page of a book, really. It's, uh, it's a bit of an index page, contents page. It has no page numbers on that. And it has four parts to the book. Special thanks and introductions, of which I believe there's about 5,000. Debbie's hypochondria. And then there's part one, cosmic poetry from the sin bin which is a collection of my poetry, and part two, Burbeline from the Tatters, which was a few diary entries. It has dedications. The dedications are this. For my late mother, who'd be surprised that I bothered. I miss getting pissed with my mother on Sundays. Now I await till the night comes my way, Perchance to dream you would stay. This is for anyone who ever lived or died on the streets, especially to all you bullring nutters and freaks. It is also in loving memory of Alex Laurie Hunt, a friend of mine who died a few years ago. He died from adrenoleukodystrophy, which is an adrenal ex-genetic disease. And, um, yeah, the proceeds of this, this book will go to that charity. Now, I haven't updated the book. It still says it's going to ALD Life, but ALD Life has since become Alex TLC. Look them up on the internet and please donate because um, it's a charity that is very close to my heart, run by the most amazing, beautiful people. Okay, I think I shall end it there and then start the new one on the next one. Special thanks go to my ex, James. We were like fingernails being dragged down the blackboard together. You're a true honest critic, you bastard. This is also dedicated to all bullring water lunatics from London's cardboard city. 
from the late 80s to the early 90s. My ballroom family are sages and mystics of the highest order. Old ball ringers never die, they just go and have another bash at it. Deborino, graffito artist, London. My children, I love you. The last thing I want to do is upset you with my dirty laundry, but I have to tell my story. I hope you can accept and understand that one day. My dad, who's always supported my love of weird wordiness, I hope you too can understand the why of it all now. To my big sister, no one else will ever understand my emotional makeup like you do. Now please hurry up and write yours. Further thanks go to Paula Paulette Harrigan, author of Sunpa's Words, for being my catalyst. Also to Jason Harris author of Death, Suicide, Despair, Poetry, who made me realise I can do this. Thanks go to my proofreaders and editors, a lovely bunch of willing mates. They are Lisa Sohar of Grassroots Press in Canada and Sharon Karam Singh in Singapore. Also to Shah Heather, who always helps me to understand the chaos. Or not, this is more often the case. Special thanks go to Jonna Crider of Art for the Homeless magazine and author of Release, A Journey Through Emotions. I got accepted by two publishers, but I sent them both rejection letters upon reading their contracts. With no room for negotiation, not even with all the profits going to charity. Yes, that's right, the price you paid for this paperback or Kindle book has been carefully altered by me alone to make sure that the entire £3.13 profit goes to the charity ALD Life, or Alex TLC as it's now known as. The profits were getting split with Camden Calling, but that sadly had to shut down. Anyway, you know how much you paid. That's how much the publishing and self-publishing industry is cut throat, the bastards. Anyway, what an amazing story the telling of this book is in itself. Well, I like to think so anyway. Thanks again to all of the above because of the encouragement, discouragement and love. On to the next few books for me to get on with now. I've got volumes two and three to write which I said I would do by now, but of course I haven't. Volume 2, Poetry Fixations, and 3, Moments Strung Out Together, and of course onto the documenting of the ball ring, which again, is just never going to happen. Introductions number 2 and 3. Introduction number 2. I feel like I'm putting my life on the line here. Publishing this collection of disasters from my life, even under the very dodgy pseudonym I've chosen for myself, is an act of bravery. No prizes for guessing what the F stands for. To my friends, I fear nothing of you. It's my kids who I worry will find this and read it and lose what little respect they have for me anyway. That's harsh. No. I know my kids love me very much, but I know they detest anything too personal and... Uh, yeah, that's everything that I am. I'm too personal. Too out there. Too much dirty laundry in the street. Oh, what am I doing? Neurosis upon neurosis. 
So if you know my kids, please hide this from them. If you are one of my kids, then please know it is not I who wrote this. You might not want to read it anyway. If you do, well now you know. Introduction number three. Dear reader, I'd never read Bukowski until recently when my delightfully abrupt boyfriend bought me a collection of his poetry home from the library to read. That was the defining point when I thought, you know, Debbie, you shouldn't be so hard on yourself. If you want to imagine that you're every bit the poetic genius Bukowski is, then crack on. It's only what I'd say to anyone else. So I got all my bullshit burblings together and here they are. I do hope you enjoy reading or listening to it as much as I've enjoyed writing it. The great thing about poetry books is that you can skip back and forth without losing your place. Well, that's how I've lived my whole life, so it was the easiest thing for me to turn to poetry. I love to meet other poets. I'd like to say hello to Joker. Well, I would. Punk poet, mate and wanderer. Since republishing this book, he too has passed away his death causing sadness across the punk community like the radiation sweeping across the Pacific Ocean. I like to think he was on the same level as me. He might have disagreed, though. Looking back, actually, I don't think he would have disagreed. He was well sound. My ex, he too is a poet and an intense writer, but unlikely and unfortunately that we'll see any of his genius, as he's just extremely selfish and keeps it all to himself. My new love too. He's a writer, a punk poet and a performer, and he's just a very, very funny man. He's had a renaissance industrial punk prototype band called Scrotum. So this isn't in the book, but I might as well tell you. So eventually I ended up joining the band Scrotum and I did a bit of a spinal tap because I joined them and then I split them up. So then I joined my own band together and we're called Dog Mess. We're still going, we're still just as shit as Scrotum were and we haven't gigged for a long time because we're in pandemic time. Anyway, my new love... He's outspoken and very loud, and I might be biased, but he is one awesome dude with awesome energy. When I was homeless in Waterloo, there was a guy called Scott. He died a few years ago now. He left a legacy of poetry from such a deep, sad soul for his brother to find. I remember Scott reading some of it to me in the park of St John's in Waterloo and what was under the surface of this guy amazed and delighted me and it also made a few of my heart bones crack. If you have something to say then please fucking say it. Shout it out to the world. It is the richest gift you and I have. I'm lucky to be able to see and feel every scenario in a flurry of words and I'm proud of this lot I am. Please do not be afraid to show off who you really are. Express yourself. I've just removed the sub-subtitle I had planned. A bit of a shit book. But now I feel compelled to put it back in again. Poets are fickle with their wording. No, I'm definitely going to keep it in. No, I'm taking it out. Thanks for buying my, my book or listening. It's 100% made and typed and spoken by me. All mistakes courtesy of myself. 
all crammed in with the paragraphs and spare lines removed in a vain hope to bring the cost down. By Debbie F. Denny. Introduction number one. There is no chronological order ever. Time simply just does not exist. It's obviously a myth you've all perpetuated to confuse the hell out of me and it's worked, see? There is no order, full stop. How could I possibly make order out of anything? I like to think I'm an anarchist pacifist and I prefer the natural disorder of human beings to clash with the natural order of everything else in the universe. It suits me better. Chaos rules. I could hardly understand my rubbish writings, literally pulled out of the rubbish. Here they are, tattered and torn, just as I found them, just like I once was. Spilt drinks having washed away, trailing sentences. Sums it all up, really. I tried a few times over the years to chapterise or compartmentalise or idealise or rationalise this into some sort of sense. There was no sense... Time was doing strange things in my life. My moods were so mixed that I started to have only one mood, which was weird. Weird is not a mood, though. Well, yes, it is now. It has been for some years to come. I've always written since about the age of 12. I've unwittingly written loads and loads of uninhibited crap just to sort through my intense and haphazard thoughts throughout my chaotic and extreme life. I was, I think, addicted to expressing myself. My God, I would have gone stark raving mad if I hadn't constantly drawn, painted, written my dreams and poems. Oh, but I did go completely lula, lula, wee, cuckoo, though, didn't I? Well, I've always had the potential to be really badly gone wrong bonkers. So it looks as if I saved myself there then. I've probably salvaged half of my life poetry here. I've thrown in a few other random bits of my musings and diary entries here that have amused me over the last year or so as I delved into my future, which is now your past. I hope you enjoy where my head has been at. You've possibly guessed by now that I'm travelling backwards in time, which means that I do know next week's lottery numbers. And I'm not supposed to do this, but what the hell, I'll do anything for you. They are, now listen carefully, I won't tell you what they are again. You only have one chance to listen. They are 3, 7, 11, 23, 29 and the bonus ball is 31. It's okay, don't worry about finding me. I'm from your future, I already know where you'll be. You'll be in the red lion saying, I can't believe it, I got them numbers out of this stupid book I read last week. And then when some fat bird taps you on the shoulder from behind at that very moment, you'll know then. By the way, I'll have a double gin and tonic, please. About me, it always is. And this is quite a long chapter. I was born in 1972 in North London in the UK to a rather eccentric pair of extremists and with a lovely cool big sister. Childhood was a montage of 70s and 80s art scene London that felt very 60s, coupled with excruciating shyness caused by dyspraxia and Asperger's, 
that and having a head and heart full of extreme emotions and memories of a future lasting around 70 years. Well, so far, I remember remembering up to that point in time, having just come from it, being held back by both my inability to express myself. The few times I did to my parents, I was dismissed. Although now I know, of course, that they understand and understood completely. They were just testing and teasing me. But luckily my parents had many crazy friends who all went out of their way to spend time with the little shy weird girl who had no friends. Obviously now I'm way, way, way past all that. I'm really quite sociably adapted now. I have no problem expressing what I want to say pretty clearly and with a direct assertiveness. Writing started out as a therapy for me. I've had more issues in my life than you've had hot dinners. Or was I had more drugs than you? Oh, unless you're a smackhead than you in that one. You'll hear a lot of people saying that drugs are the harder route to spirituality, and they scorn it. I'm not going to condone drugs exactly to you, but I'm not totally anti-drugs. I'm very pro-drugs, actually, even though I'm not. There is a time and a place and a choice and a circumstance. The world needs people like me with the experience to help guide others through the same journey of turmoil to sobriety. Drug rehabs are great, but don't and won't work unless you also have someone there to help back it all up by relating with genuine empathy. I'd like to work as a rehab counsellor one day. So that's the conclusion I have come to after four years. Well, it's eight years now, 100% clean sobriety. Drugs saved me quite literal, literally. There I was flailing in the ocean of failure. And here I am, 25 odd years later, or 30 years later, 32 years later maybe. I don't know, I don't understand time. But I've got the ability to express everything in my head. And hallelujah. Because wouldn't I have been screwed without that outlet? My entire last few decades have been directed very fiercely to achieving some sort of competent level of spirituality, of reaching both a peace of mind and the ability to be honest and direct. Apart from also suffering semantic pragmatic disorder, look it up, it does what it says on the tin, I also suffered much from being unable to tell the truth. <coughs> that was a painful lesson. Oh, excuse me, I think I need to sip of something. Right, where was I? I, yeah, uh, being unable to tell the truth. That was a painful lesson. I wanted to big myself up to defend myself from the bullies at school. And I wanted to make myself cool enough to have friends. Of course, it backfired. I got to be a worse and worse liar, liar, and thus my life. Aged about 12 so far, I was already fucked up. Completely fucked up. There were other problems, but they were irrelevant now. It spiralled into a dark black vortex. That's where I'm headed to now for my future, into my past on a mission to heal my life. Getting mixed up with the wrong crowd was the best thing that ever happened to me. Sure, I was sleeping rough, occasionally got raped and beaten, but it was worth it. I say that with a dark, bitter humour, of course. 
A few bad apples don't turn the whole of the brew crew into vinegar, though, because they were fireproof with smack, crack and pot. I've soon started to learn their ways, but before you get too scorny, let me tell you, I ran away from home, aged 14, 15, 16, 17. There were pretty valid reasons in my mind, but I'll keep those to myself. I'm so over them, and so are all the people who were involved. But as you can see, I wasn't very good at it. Actually, I wasn't that bad. But my, but my bad, oh, I can't speak. But by my bad luck, my parents, my big sister Diane, actually loved me enough to go searching London, Brighton and Plymouth to find me, or at least try and check that I was safe. It was so unfair, I was so embarrassed. Time after time I get caught out by my pals for not being council estate, not being a traveller, not being Scottish, and really, I couldn't even fucking do a Scotch accent, for fuck's sake. Oh, the utter shame, I might never stop blushing to death over that. On and on I went. I just didn't want them to know I was posh. No, I wasn't really. But I was ashamed of having come from relative wealth when I could see people living in this poverty and I just couldn't cope with the fact that comfort and safety were a given in my life. Oh well. I'm sure I'll get a lot of sympathy for that. My street pals, convoy pals and squatting pals were mostly a fabulous bunch of honest, kind, free-thinking eccentrics. I had embarrassed myself out of every school clique. I'd probably never have fitted in anyway. And yet, here we were, these obviously lovely and not stupid people putting up with it and extending a big arm of friendship. I'm sure they always saw through me from the start. A crowd of 2,000 Bane pacifists shouted out for me to be charged guilty of the crime of telling useless porcupines and demanded that I got publicly hung. I'm only kidding, of course. But I probably met around 2,000 odd people whose names I tried to take note of, living and sleeping within the same party space, squat space, street space, convoy site space, and only a few complete twats amongst them. Unfortunately, it was the few twats who found me amazingly attractive. Or is that that they found me attractive, amazingly? I was a perfect victim for them, what with me having less awareness than a house brick. The majority of the rest of these people did try to get me to see some sense, but sometimes it's not always the abuser who starts the trouble off in the first place. I'm not condoning those twats. I'm just saying maybe I was a pain in the arse that triggered off their psychopathic tendencies. My bad luck. I learned from the best, though. After half a dozen psychopaths, though, you start to wonder, is it me? I walk with my eyes wide open now, knowing I'm not who I once was, but now I've learned from the experience of being someone else, someone who I certainly am not now where I was once a frightened, shy, timid, bullshitting girl who had never heard to fly. Now I'm totally honest, direct and even a little aggressive, but without the exploding temper tantrums that dyspraxia can and did produce in me. With my newfound assertiveness, I found a peace of mind. I guess that's the purpose of this book. After everything, I am happy. So there it was. I got myself into my own bullshit karma. 
You'd better believe I suffered greatly for it, because that's what happens. And then eventually I spent five or six years in a deep meditation of remorse. If ever I mention years or lengths of time, just assume they're wrong. My biggest Asperger dyslexic problem. I just cannot get to grasp with lengths of time. I've had to undo everything I'd fucked up. I haven't told a lie since. <clears throat> well, not without a bloody good reason to anyway. I dread lying. You might say I learnt my lesson. Ouch. I've learnt that there comes a protection and a magic around our lives with total truth and love. I'm quite selfishly addicted to that magic and protection. And believe me, it's not because I'm a good person. My five years of remorse was spent and my appetite for drugs, ecstasy and coke, speed and LSD was quite large. So I started choking and gagging on the speed bombs wrapped in torn cigarette papers because they were just too large to swallow anymore. My tummy was sensitive to the gum on the fag papers. I was getting nosebleeds daily from the constant snorting too. So I did what any other addict in those circumstances would do. You know, I'd not seen my kids for a few years, having completely given up on myself. It wasn't them that I gave up on, it was just me. I didn't want them to have the biggest loser of a mum around. I was worthless. My friends and my boyfriend at the time were mostly needle users. I begged everyone to give me a hit, but no, even after years of friendship here and there amongst them all, it was an all-round outstanding no. And every single one of my pals turned me down to hit me up. That's how hardcore they were. So I went to the needle exchange and lied. And it wasn't hard because I'd had practice. I told them I'd been jacking up before and so they gave me some works. And I went home to experiment. It took just a few days to become quite accomplished in my new hobby. I had a fierce needle fixation very quickly. And I was jacking up to maybe 20 times a day. I'd only put a little bit of speed in my hits to ensure that I'd need another hit soon after. Anyway, I wasn't a stranger to meditation. Bear me, bear with me, this is relevant. I was undergoing a complete nervous breakdown. I had only two things I needed to do in that period of my life. I'd take as much speed as possible and meditate on the speed until I reached the end of my psychosis or journey as us honest people like to call it it sounds like crazy folly but it worked for me <laughs> do not try this at home folks i've sadly and disastrously lost many friends from the above method described here and i do not know how lucky i am to have gotten away from drugs oh i do know you see i've misread my own stuff anyway i got away from the drugs the homelessness and the death at the end of it, I heard a voice. I would guess that it was actually God's voice, although I did indeed question my sanity. I'm sure now to this day that for a brief moment I was not actually mad at that moment. He said in a very nice, clear, loud voice, It's over now. And so it was, and everything came to past. Following a year... After getting clean, and that wasn't easy, after my beautiful mother dying, I finally did get totally clean and sober. 
I climbed upon a beautiful white shining stallion of a high horse, <laughs> pardon the pun, pulling my demons on a wagon behind us all on the yellow brick road. I mustn't forget to thank my dad here at this point, who helped me to find strength in myself after I begged him to help me. He asked me how he could help, I answered I don't know, but somehow he found a safe space for me to go to and the bus fare for me for a few hours a day every day until I was working full time and so on for him. And that's another surprising and strange tale there about how I found a brain in my head. But maybe for next time. Everything was now fine. It really was. I'd slipped a dimension. It took some getting used to, but I'd only gone and fucking done it. I was a bit nervous of this newfound normality, the calm and good vibe that I seemed to be in. But I got used to it and I began to trust it after a little while. Every day since then has been based upon an underlying groundedness from that moment of finality. Having died, actually really having died from the crap person I once was, several times over from living a crap life and then to becoming a person who I could count on. I began to love and respect myself. I was the friend that I'd always been searching for. And that's no offence to all my lovely mates here that have seen me through all these decades, well, nearly five of them now. And that was around four and a half years ago when I wrote that, so... Uh, I don't know, this 10, 12 years ago I wrote all this, maybe even longer. Anyway, I'm really proud of the way I've turned out. I'm t proud of the way I've turned myself into a valid, decent person and a good spiritual entity. I do thank my journey with drugs for the opening of my mind to achieve the states of mind I needed to reach. I also thank drugs, speed and acid particularly for removing all barriers to my Asperger's and dyspraxia. Without drugs I struggled to write a bit, struggled to talk but I just about functioned day to day okay and on drugs I wrote shitloads of intelligent stuff like this lot. Very pleasing reading here. I guess I say that a bit jokingly. I don't know. You can decide that if you get that far. Anyway, for that, I'm really grateful. I don't feel ashamed anymore. Regrets and remorse are things that I've already forgotten about and left behind. Don't let them hang, hang around too long. So here I am, grateful for all the every many strange things in my life. My crazy parents who cared, living on the streets and having had it really hard for a long time. It's okay, I asked for it. The long, hard struggle with drugs... Even the many really violent, really violent horrors and not all domestic that I went through. And you won't ever really get to know much about them. But a hint at them. You know, they occurred. I don't think anyone needs to hear the details. Did I mention that having gone from being a total Billy No Mates to having half of UK's underground scene befriending me and also SWC. Exaggerating again a bit maybe, but maybe only ten or a few hundred, I don't know. Anyway, 
SWC stood for Spirit Web Chat, and those are the days too. Oh, indeed, Rainbow Chat was where it was really at. It was, but sadly it turned into a big bitching and trolling fest, which I've then had to leave due to persistent bullying of one of my dearest friends in there. There's just some really insane people. It's a bit like Facebook before Facebook, and it went a bit mad because people are mad. A few of us wiser chatters left before, but we'd sneak back thinking things were okay again. But the bitching and the trolling and the outright damn, damn lies used to come back once again after a lull. At the time of writing this, I've deleted 40 people off my Facebook who were connected there. In fact, I've deleted all of them but two now. Three. There's no point staying connected to such rifts. I still have around half a dozen of true, amazing, truth-seeking spiritual warriors who I'm proud to be friends with, including said bullied lady. She's helped me so much during my adult life and she's still there now. Really do love her. So, the two best ladies, Ruby Jaya, who lives in... Where does she live? Was it called San Diego? That's it. And Rose Petal, who lives in New Zealand now. Just absolutely beautiful ladies. Anyway, around 1998, I was working for a while in an office, going through a heavy coke and acid phase. I was shown the internet for the first time. I'm intensely curious by nature, and I was spending long nights at work, boosted up, coked up, and sometimes on acid too, and on my own, happily watching all the computers defrag. I often have long periods of being hermetically alone or suffering social phobia. They both come and go quite often, in and out of the revolting and revolving doors of my mind. I decided to teach myself what this internet was all about before I was instructed to learn. I'd only seen it used for banking transactions at work. I'd also seen someone access a news website and I'd been told to set myself up an email address. I was, of course, addicted straight away, but guess what? Am I the luckiest plank on the planet or what? The very first thing I found on the internet was SWC, Spirit Web Chat, and I swam like a happy fish amongst its many pages. It was quite a big website. On acid, believe me, it looked bigger. I sucked it all up. Yum, yummy, weird shit knowledge. There was lots of spiritual and cultural knowledge subjects. There were people and information about every single one of my weirdly aspecting subjects. Astrology, astronomy, metaphysics, magic, magic with a K, numerology, divine geometry, UFOs, aliens, ancient cultures. The list was endless for what you could delve into and learn about. Never a boring moment in there. And then there was the chat room. Oh, that chat room. How we all miss it so. Luckily, someone invented Rainbow Chat, where we all migrated south for the winter. Sheesh, what a journey. Most SWC or Rainbow Chat chatters and intensely knowledgeable and highly opinionated people. The conversations are usually very animated, or they were. They were colourful, fascinating. You don't have to agree to believe, but it helps. 
and I say with pride that I have belonged to two of the most important legendary spiritual groups for Zeitgeist, or my own magical Zeitgeist anyway. Of course, everyone says that at some point in their lives, only out of jealousy though, so you've really spent so much time 100% uninhibited. Yeah, right. Both the Bullring family of Waterlunia and SWC, is it co coincidence? No, I was summoned, despite having had the bad karma for bullshitting. I'm otherwise a fabulous, lovely, kind person, and I always have been. Oh, please don't ask my family if that's true. Through both spiritual families, I've been given the opportunity to find my true self, to reach my full potential, to be the humane, empathetic, strong and kindest human I could possibly hope to be. I was given very high aspirations. I am at the pinnacle of my destiny with this book. Here's some of my highs and lows. Long may they continue. I have enough material to do another one day. I never did find that other gold-covered diary that I've spent years searching for. I still have lots of scraps to decipher still. Introduction number four. I felt as if I had to aim this book of my poetry that explains my Pyrrhic victory at someone. What group am I to aim it at then? The homeless? The domestically abused? The mentally ill? Broken kids from broken homes? Drug addicts? Alcoholics? Poets? People who are just lost or lonely in life. People with Asperger's and other learning difficulties. Liars. All of the above. None of the above. Oh, it's all too much to think about. So here it is for all of you. I hope you find a link of empathy in this, whoever you are. I think really my message is that there is hope to go on and persevere, no matter what you're going through, especially if you screwed up really badly or you can't cope with the shitty hand of cards you've been given, because, because nearly all problems are temporary, and they are learning curves, and they make us stronger eventually. Even for my friend Sarah's son, Alex Hunt, edited, this was edited October 2012, and it's February 21 now, anyway. It says to look up ALDLife.org, but it's not that anymore. It's Alex TLC, and you look up that charity, and you can read Alex's story with adrenoleukodystrophy. That family carry on with a love and a tenacity that you and I may never quite know, lest we try. No matter how hard and how shit things were for me when Alex got ill with ALD around the same time that I was getting extremely sick in the head, oddly enough it made me realise no matter how bad I've had it, I'm still incredibly lucky. More so since his sad passing earlier, well, this that last decade, 2013. The people who know me well enough know many of my truths and untruths, even many untold here. Even though some were quite outstanding, horrific things in the earlier part of my life that shaped me and this book, I hit 30 and I realised I must put it all behind me. It took me a total of five years. Well, I said that, but it was ten years. Anyway, it says in the book I'm five years on the straight and narrow, but... Uh, 
yeah, time's gone a bit wonky again, but I'm eight years clean at the time of reading this out loud on Anchor. I wake up daily with gratitude for having my fat ass, my big nose, my ugly mug, my weird fuzzy hair, my spots, because that's me. If you don't like it, you can fuck right off, because I'm a winner, baby. Debbie's hypochondria. I'm going to read out the small Excel spreadsheet all about my hypochondria. Ailment. Born. Age zero. Treatment. Had to get by. Effect on me. Debilitating. Ailment. Chronic eczema. Age two. Treatment. Tried everything until it went away. Age 28. Effect on me. Extremely debilitating. Ailment. Asthma. Age 8. Treatment. Ventolin and occasional no smoking. Effect on me. Held me back a little bit. Ailment. Acne. Age 10. Treatment. Washing and moisturising and picking. Effect on me. Well, now I wash and moisturise. Ailment. Dyslexia. Age 14. Treatment. I read a lot and wrote at low. Effect on me. Held back a lot. Crumbled inside. Ailment. Semantic pragmatic disorder. Age 14. Treatment. Learn to be patient that I'm garbled. Effect on me, very much misunderstood. Ailment, Asperger's, age 14, treatment, just got to laugh it off. Effect on me, seriously held back and misunderstood. Ailment, depression, age 14, treatment, everything, suicide didn't work either. Effect on me. Held back all my life. Ailment. PTSD. Age 25. Treatment. Time helped. Quite stress-free life helps. Effect on me. Traumatised. Could not think past total fear. Ailment. Schizoaffective disorder. Age 33. Treatment. God. And dogs. Effect on me, seeing and hearing people, constant fear, ailment, rheumatism, age 38, treatment, occasional gentle exercise and codeine, effect on me, pain, ailment, hep C, age 38, treatment, Interfering, interfering, effect on me. Had successful 11-month interfering treatment. Ailment, drug addictions, age 35. Treatment, overcome alone, ongoing process. Although I'd like to edit that right now because I joined the NA 12-step fellowship eight years ago and it's a best fucking thing I ever did.
Anyway, what was the effect of me, of drug addictions? It was shock. Or was it because of shock that I used? Hmm, I don't know. Anyway, moving on. Ailment. Underactive thyroid. Age, 38. Treatment. Levothyroxine. I was on 75. They upped it to 100 and I've been functioning quite alright for a few years now. That's weird. Effect on me. Well, it was difficult before. It's easier now. Ailment. Death. Age. 33. Treatment. I get on with it even though I'm dead. Effect on me. It's a bit disturbing at times. Part 1. Cosmic Poetry from the Sin Bin. I'll start with the shit naff ones and then we'll go through the crap naff ones. And then we can finish off with a nice juicy bit of rubbish shitey ones. Then I'll bore you with some more badly written neurotic tramp shit, which probably won't even rhyme or interest you at all. No, probably not one little bit. My Lonely Hearts ad. I don't need a fucking man, I need a man that fucks. He'll be six foot one with eyes of fun with muscles from side to side. He'll need to croon like a mills and boon and sweep me off my feet. Full of passion, full of ration. He'll be perfect, a gent, crude, but ferment. He'll do as I say and say as I do. Me darling, your ace, I fucking love you. Popping people. We are. Pill-popping, barefoot-walking, heart-stopping, razor-talking, always-talking, bullet-shopping, laser-corking, death-defying, popping people, popping people, popping people. Keeping real, sugar-filled, batter-still, loquaciously ill, star-seeded, killed, ne'er-to-kill, candy-chilled, popping people, popping people, popping people. Dublin. Dublin, you're bubbling. I don't want to go. Your charm and wit, you move so slow. Such an adorable town, though you sometimes frown. You have your ups and downs. Your streets go round and around. Wait, I need to stop and think. I need to go and have a drink. I need to escape this life and chat. And anyhow, it's quite good crack. Modern Dublin is still ten years behind. Old-fashioned, but down to earth it are. Ah, oh, yeah, Dublin is the best by far. Sub-Phantasmagoria. The faces and names will change, but the people will stay the same. The faces and names will change, but they've all just been rearranged. They said to the kangaroo court I had gone insane, but would "'Twas only Beelzebub and his jolly games. "'He showed me the seventh door, "'but all I can tell you is what I saw. "'All I can tell you is that what I was shown "'made me fall off the floor. "'He told me that fatal joke, "'so laughing out loud like the addict I am, "'I only went and asked for more, "'cause the faces and names had all changed, "'but somehow they were all the same.' I was remembering people when I was a stranger, how all people were strange, but how now they are stranger and I am strange too. Who is changing and into who? 
They keep passing me by on a conveyor belt of life, winking and singing and nodding their heads. Is there something I'm missing? Is it something I said? Would somebody switch on the light? I see you mixed up with my visions of Elvis, the king, and the mother of Christ, like a Fisher-Price subterranean vision set. Here's so much stuff that I just don't get. But I know that your face and your name has changed, but you've still only stayed the same. Can you tell me how you've all changed? And yet, you have all stayed the same. Packed. I made a pact, I packed it in, I swallowed the sword for a hollow of sin. I kept my end, eventually. He kept his, we stayed to witness truth or familiarity. Who is who, am I alive or is it you? I often think perhaps it's me, what's the goal? So I says to God, if you're real that is, if I'm me then will you be you? And he led me into sinking sands. There were footprints beneath puddles and I was drowning in death's cuddles until I came up a gasping and he snarled at me a rasping. We are two by two. Four by four, score by score and one. These are my clever songs. This is my clever song, yeah. This is my clever song with some clever lyrics and you all go, wow, cos this is my moment where I impress you with all that I might have. I can get up and I can make you laugh. I can make you dance and sing and clap, clappy things, yeah. I can do all of that and say I isn't crap. I can do all that. I'm not crap. This is my clever song, making you listen and sing, and it's me, yes, me. And I tried to write another, but never found any more verses ever since. My words strung together from the Roger's thesaurus that I use. I cut and paste from clever thoughts I randomly try not to lose. See me. I can sing clever words, not getting tongue-tied like I used to do, because this is my clever song. See my moment here, I'm up upon my imaginary stage. I can do this for the rest of my days. Yeah, I've really turned a page. I can sing you clever, clever words and look, I'm doing all this show for you. Ha. You can watch me do my wordy word because you asked me to. Invisible broomsticks. I love him because he don't lie, not ever. And he loved me because of my shiny loot, new weather. He saved me from the gutter ditch when I saved him from the gutter sea. I stopped all my screaming and he stopped all his sulking. We became quite tame and then we kind of sort of jumped and danced unwittingly over invisible broomsticks. Dancing and jumping, laughing like mad because we just couldn't help it, falling all over ourselves and... There was no plan to do it, no announcements were made, we did not declare, not no past mistakes, we just jumped and we danced right over the broomsticks, the ones that weren't quite there, because we had created our fates on the very same date in a difference of space, and we both decided in ourselves we had each made the grade before we'd even met, and to be honest and true, letting go of all regrets and rues and... That's when the magic happened to us and this is the magic formula for you to keep because that's the higher power of destiny that can be created forever to use. 
when we learn to be our best selves, we can ruse. I did not expect any of this. I gave up my life when I was a teen. I ran away not to be seen. Miserable and hopeless, already a complete wretch. I'll tell you this so you can understand that I changed for the better. But more of the sad tale I must get off my chest. I gave up my right to any decent life. I gave up on any human rights. I was such a screw-up, even my fellow outcasts scorned. But after a long time in the gutter, eventually lessons were learned. But first I set out to fuck up and fail. So for many a year, I wailed. I spent the first 20 years hacking away at everything that I did. Until when I had my final fall. Admittedly, it was kind of deliberate fault. I went through abuses and then I lost my kids. I lost myself until there were killings. One man and then another and then with my very own hands. But each time I died, or did I? Finding myself in hell's fire. I thought I was both alive and dead all at once and maybe, just maybe, just a wee bit confused. Because when you die, reality is the first thing that you lose. The molecules of this life get rearranged. I saw them all shift and move. Repeating until I finally understood I can never die. There is only one choice, which is to live eternal life. There is only death of the death. The paradox is in your head. The higher power of the higher power of life is mighty. It's no psychosis test. The holy paradox will shake you up. But gold, it comes from lead. And there you are, like I once was upon this silver screen of death, watching your mercurial transit from the greatest of heights. Fantastic, phantasmagorical, transcendental shifts, lessons learned, your fate it is as mine. It is up to us to win. I turned over every stone in my soul, and now I've laid myself to rest. I wake up a lottery winner every day in an amazing golden bliss. Sunrise. It's 5am and the pink is, sky is pink, orange, blue and nice. I'm buzzing on the early morning vibes. Oh, how I love the sky. It's going to be beautiful today because my anxiety has gone away. I spent the night chilling, having just a little play. All the whilst a dreaming of my daydreams of the days, looking up out at the stars as they fade into the twilight day-night crease. I'm happy at this hour. No sounds but the birds and me. No one is up yet. So the view of the city and the sky only I can see. The pretty clouds make pretty shapes of pretty angels and dogs. And bright and early stars get chased off by the rising sun and fog. The light streams in, in cosmic rays it's time for bed. And now I've enjoyed the best bit of the day. Oh how I love the sun. Drink me up. I drink you up like water because you give me minerals. Like water crystals I absorb your love. Oh how this feels so good. I drink you up because to be healthy and it makes me buzz. You are a nice cold pint of snake bite and you get me drunk. 
which is nicer for me because I don't much like skunk. You get me high like an euphoric and now I am a woozy. I love to drink you up because you're 10% volume boozy. When you're pissed up like a you, you treat me like a floozy. And in the morning I'll drink you in upon awakening. Like a hot frothy coffee top, you make me feel so good. I drink you up because you make me feel alive. I drink you up, yes, every little sip. Because I need you every little scrummy bit. Drink me up, drink you up, thirsty, thirsty love. We are tripping. We met each other in Hades and we were both old wrecks. Saved each other and pulling up each other, didn't we do well? There we were accepted, love in the gutter who was to tell that when we'd get straight, sober and clean, we'd end up tripping into heaven right over e and each other. And when we tripped, everything became imbued with colour. It must have been cause we really loved each other. We loved so much, oh what a touch of free buds. We were looking through the window pane, deja vu in a synchronicity prescience again. It was so magnificent and the hallucinogenic was crisp. I'm still so thrilled that our love could do all of this. So we went from shooting speed right to straight and clean. And I'm higher now than 500 pounds of dolly mixtures used to get me in a week. And I'm so excited I cannot help but squeak. I'm in a beautiful Akashic trip and I'm with you in the mescaline fields of dreams. Heightened awareness and heightened love. Kundalini kaleidoscope explosions. Tingles in my toes and tingles in my head. Only you and I know how lucky we both are to have free drugs every day like these. How fab, just by waking in each other's faces and breathing. Chaos works. Because I don't need to make no plans. And I don't wash no pots or pans. I don't need to wash or clean because I don't care about domestic themes. And I will do just what I please. It's okay because I can do respectfully without causing harm or lies. I don't want to make no one cry. Living, naturally living in this sort of chaos, it's true for me. For it works out every time so I carry on with my way of life. Because I don't need no money in my bank. And I don't need to make no plans, just let it happen. Just wait and see, because something, something wonderful always happens to me. Grant Morrison drew me my life. If you don't know who Grant Morrison is, you should check him out and buy everything that he's ever done. Fucking magician he is. Grant Morrison drew me in my life ten years before I even bought the comics. And I read in utter shock, he'd already predicted the story of my life. It did not matter which story I chose, he'd drawn my street and my neighbours and nicked all my prose. He had the very cheek, and then I knew, of course, there was a comic writing spy amongst my pals. You'll probably hear spying on me now, ready to post the comic books into the past. For me to find in the near future, I worked out that's how it works. I didn't. No. Like magic, you fitted in all of my craziest of days that no one ever saw. I was locked in my home alone, but you still signed in 
I flip out every time I flip a page, you spooky, mystical comic book sage. My love affair with the sky. Here I am, sky clad, standing underneath my halo coat. I look up and see spaceships and view them flying by. Disclosure might never happen, but that doesn't mean a why. Our visitors are multidimensional. They are already here. Intelligent life exists everywhere in this universe. Mostly they're in spirit form, so they won't get the bends. Because we are here in 11 dimensions, we just can't access the rest with closed minds. This has all been a test. It is the best. I know this because they came to visit me. They healed me in my hour of need. They are beautiful and powerful indeed. Open your mind, open your minds, open the skies and open your eyes. You can find them in reflections of reflections if you really look. I recommend you seek them. For, the, for their benevolence is to be understood. This is not your imagination. This is not the drugs. This is not mid, mid, modern mythos. This is not a dangerous venture. Horn Shaonen. Chokere, chokere, chokere. Let yourself sway, let yourself sway. In spirals, inspired, let the energy in. This will touch your future. This will heal your past. This healing is supersonic. This will energise your heart. Chokere, chokere, chokere. Say hey, Ki. Shh. You are so very sweet. Say hey, Ki. Shh. You are so very loved. Say hey, Ki. Shh. You are to wake up refreshed. Say hey, Ki. Shh. You are to sleep sweet and sound. Honsha Seisha Nen. May your entire universe be well. Honsha Seisha Nen. May your molecules ring out like a bell. Honsha Seisha Nen. Go forth with your life with intent. Honsha Seisha Nen. This perfection is yours to keep. Heartache, not for a lover. I'm sure if I keep holding on, my day of truth will come. And I've been waiting for oh, so very long, yet it keeps being promised and promised to me, this question mark of what went on, but yet it never ever seems to come. And I'm reaching out to be free, but I'm being held back by a force that is far too strong. Invisible pleads to allow you to see my heart wavers in between staying strong with hope I can, I can, I can keep holding on and yet still I fail and I waver and depression comes over me because I'm afraid when you'll find out I'll still be a failure and will you believe and you, only you are the one that I'll ever need approval from and yet I know my heart sinks because I know I have lost. Introduction to hate. Your venomous hate I did not deserve as you rip page after page, driving me to despair. Your hateful arms threw my loving arts into the fire. 
The drugs made your hate grow as I became dire. As I wrote, no more words you questioned me. Questions so weird you frightened me. Do you know you dragged me to hell? And God only knows how you did it so well. At least now you're gone. I now need to recharge writing and creating beautiful replacement songs. Your life will be short and I will write off my beauty for long. But beware, I shall tell how you took me to hell, destroying a lifetime of mine. You threw all I had into your fire of hell. You made me so sad, made me hide in a shell. You held me hostage and denied me my life. You kept me in bondage, had me a battered wife. With every blow of your iron rod, you gave me all these scars. You're a swine, you're a sod. And if I wasn't so wise, you'd have me feeling so dirty. For satanic acts, you were so thirsty. Pure evil came out of your eyes. And now I've left you all I have left of the blood-stained clothes. You left me alone in. What did Satan give you, I ask? For the dirty satanic task, for the work of the devil that you have done. God came, came to me in my dreams, agreed you are a cunt indeed. God help me out, did you think you could win by giving me clouts? Living in the thick of such sin, Jesus wept when he saw me. He couldn't rest until after you left. People on earth were angels and I began to believe that I did not deserve what you had done to me. Every night I remember the things you did to me. I was threatened to be dismembered. You did hang me from a tree. And for many cruel years running, not a bath did I get without the water being stained with my blood than your mud. And you sick pervert, this got you more excited, adding to your lust. You laughed when I cried, you taunted and lied. I prayed whilst you pried, but I had Jesus and God on my side. You raped my body, you raped my mind. You gave my children such worry, treated us all so unkind. Every time you punched my face, fractured my bones and other things of disgrace. Inside I knew one day I'd be free to be the mother I was meant to be. And as for the rest of our lives, and I don't include you in our, we'll have nightmares of the atrocities we survived. You are sick, you are dour, you're a prick and you are sour. And once I was so naive, so innocent, I could not believe that anybody could be truly bad. I could never be bitter, thinking of evilness or mad. But now my mind hates, it hates you, it hates the things that you it hates thinking of you and what did you have to prove pretending to be my mate and now my mind is in such an awful state you took away all of my trust with your sickness that bloodthirsty lust you conquered my hopes you drugged me with your coke and you hung me till I choked and 100% truth tells of our children's youth you hurt four children who you also tried to abandon in the wind and rain. But the worst storm was you, said things to them so cruel, until even our baby wanted to die rather than have you by his side. And true to what I say, these are the things from your most evil of days. You systematically did them one by one, 
Yeah, these be evil things that you have done. What the seashore is for. I am free and full of freedom and it's ringing in my head. The whole of life's danger and the journey that led to my death. It's gone now, it's gone now, is what God said. So they showed me to my seat at the cinema screening where the audience was screaming out for more. It was me starring in the film, yet yeah, it was me. It was always metaphysical of everybody's views. Me being me, a pogo to the blues. And in jubilation, I had to get off at the next station. It was somewhere on the M1 route. Oh, we were just all okay. And it was just a bit of fun. I just got caught in the friendly fire. Yeah, it must have been desire. We all chilled now and so mellow and less loud. And we hushed a bit and giggled because we were feeling really iry. And I kicked off. Yeah, I kicked off. Don't you think? No, don't you think that I've gone soft? Because here is the floor and here are the walls. Here is the loft. Lara Croft, Lara Croft, Croft. She knew what to do and in full view. And everybody, everybody, everybody saw me standing naked there. I felt happy about it because I didn't care what they thought of me no more no more and I'm not sore but I am sure what the seashore is there for in fact I know yeah I know yeah I know yeah I know book of blue close to oh book of blue (laughs) nearly forgot to read it I'm reading I'm not I'm so tongue-tied that's what happens I'll start again Book of Blue. I'm writing my Book of Blue. There's tears for me and some for you. Words in here belonging to me as you read. I'll flow with your tears through rivers deep into the mouth of the sea and the sun will shine down in pity and sorrow as she listens to my song about how my life drags on. Like me, the moon, she is a mirror. She looks at me and knows how I feel, cold and blue, far away from you close to the dream getting nearer now close to the dream that I thought would only ever be a dream but I earned my hopes and my wishes too through my cosmic studies I can see everything happens and right on cue that patience allows time to move like a vinyl 60s deep etched groove it's strange how I became so independent in the years of my dreams how I changed beyond my foolish boundaries. And now, as I re-evaluate my reality and I slumber in this bed I made, that if I let go of my hopes and dreams, goodness, love and laughter will come, not in the ways I try to control or contrive, but in more surprising imaginative themes. As I walk out of my life where I toiled inside, I now find myself welcome in this new dream a dimension that existed beyond, behind my life all along. I'm ready to rewrite my heartfelt songs. London places. London places so lonely and cold, sitting on open-ended buses, watching buildings unfold, the lines around graffiti tags bold, privatised, sold, 30-somethings drugged, too old or mugged, too young and rugged, too mild or too bold. The London scene, yeah. 
pompous has-beens, money gleaned, laundered and cleaned, too much dopes, no damn hopes, no body copes, and lorries hurtle past, you're soaked, and now you're old, and your life it goes past. Hostile life. I've got my knife, I've got my mug, importantly I've got my plug. Where would I be without this bed I need? My life it would just go to seed. Dinner's cheap to veg and meat, just what you'd expect for 50p. And sometimes we rant and sometimes we rave, but living here there's money saved. And I've been here a long time now, but I'll get out someday, somehow. Breakfast gruel is dead on eight. Sunday a strip of bacon upon the plate. My room, it is an awful state and I seem to wake up always late. Must be in sober by ten, but usually we're drunk by then. Proverbial ineptitudes. I want to write just a little bit more, but my mind, it lingers and my thumb is sore. I'm paranoid that my poetry's poor and what if perhaps it breaks the law? But my pen goes on, writes its songs, so boring and so long. I've had enough of this poetry stuff. I can't rhyme and it takes up too much time. I say too much, unkind, and it's all so unsublime. But it's me pen to blame for this sorry shame. Abstract applause. Abstract applause. Somebody won an invisible award. An army of energy marches on. Where did these things come from? Suddenly the words from a CD leap out and tap to an eerie beat. I'm sat on the edge of my suspicious seat. I swore the score was rearranged. I play it again. I'm convinced it's changed. I'm sure the singers all call my name and I know I'm insane and the solidity fades and I see through facades. My home is an arcade of cascading scenarios and in intention, making me aware that they're rooted in the wiring. I find myself in a poltergeist fright. I jump with fright and my vision, vision shifts. Optical molecules reprogram their use, making me aware of live spine tools. I see time lazily reflects my hand. Flickers become shadows of a score of beings. I'm cracking up and I try to reason. Shadows of elves don't go away this season. And when I see my arch enemy stand in my window frame, I shoo him away. But the see-through image just stays and I back away, afraid of what they'll say I'm spoken to from pre-programmed plans the news is only a metaphor for your soul the newsreader squeals what? I cry, horrified it's all staged to make up your pay neither for famines nor wars, no it's all of your fault I try to think that I must have misheard but then she boasts you can now get your cereals killed by eating pills that stupid hyperbole, what can she mean? Why the hell is she talking to me? What the hell is going on with me? Then I slip into a slight secondal shift and I'm a few moments ahead of time 
and deja vu's last more than they once did and I must be losing it and I want to scream it's got to be a bad dream I'll be okay soon but later rather than sooner because deja vu's haunt me longingly I remember every single moment I remember I took pills and tried to die I was in hospital I was in a fake ward I never croaked or did I between the cosmos and me this barrier between the cosmos and me is half an inch lacking in quality. So how am I to know if anyone feels as strongly as me? For the life of me I cannot see. Maybe all is blinding me. It seems humankind just play their games. All their feelings are all the same. And I feel the guilty have no shame. And the powerful and strong are just so bloody lame. And in this universe the beautiful are ugly. The ugly are ugly, and all is ugly, and the grey is grey, and I don't want to stay. I want to feel, but not alone, and yet I am alone, and with no home or sense. Sharing my blues. I feel so lost and cold, I think somehow my soul was sold, and I feel so sad it makes me cry to ask my blues why. And all I can do in between is drown myself out in an alcoholic sea because my blues are all of the things that could have been because of the things I did when I was green. And I'm so afraid of the rest of my life, which to date remains to be seen. And I'm only young, already has been. My life has changed since I had the earth at my feet. And once again, I'm scared of the dark because it reminds me of how life is empty and stark our possessions mean nothing without any love and when I hit rock bottom at the start of eternity that's where I stayed with my tears that were meant to be hidden so nobody could ever find me but horror horror in my mind left me seemingly cruel and unkind frightened of things like sun love and wine my only friend old father time who was the only companion of mine who gave me light during the night times. He knew I could not sleep, but yet gave me a drop of light to keep. Homelylessness. I want to go home and lay on my bed, but I don't have a home. There's so much to be said. I want to go and paint my walls, but I have none to paint. I can't buy nothing from the stools. Life's never been that great. And all the beds I sleep in are beds I don't belong. I feel as if it is a sin, my life it is a shitty song. And one day life for me will be rosy with a home. And yes, it'll be nice and cosy. And I can do some decorating. These times will start evaporating. And when I've built my palace, only you can be with me. Because only you realise when I need to be alone. Together we'll put up a sign that says, Home, sweet home. But remembering I'm here, another bedsitter, another year, and another lousy year, this must be the last time ever that I'll be without a home. Stupid woman. Stupid woman feeling down. She's just the local clown. Underneath her smile she frowns, but when she dies, stupid woman will fly and find a lover by her side. Together in death at least they'll try, they'll have no reason ever to cry. Right now stupid woman plans, he knows on earth there ain't no man. 
that will make her happy as he can. She don't care if he's a saint or pan. She knows he's there somewhere, for nothing else does she care. Into space, stupid woman stares, slowly, melancholy. Stupid woman walks up the stairs, God only knew she dare. Life is over, but just begun. Stupid woman found her lover, and now they are at one. Regina Cheney. Summer light, late at night. Bright blue shadows, emerald green leaves, evening sun and a yellow breeze. The window's not big and there's not much to see. The leaves remind me of the days of Adam and Eve. The summer light casts strange, wary sh shadows. The colours of rainbows in Picasso styles from my mundane room where women previously died. Full of old sorrows, I still hear their cries. I wonder if they ever saw the beauty that may have been outside this mundane room where I sit. God fucking damned. I'm so god fucking damned. Feeling like a door slammed. I'm in the wrong place. My life it is a total waste. And why am I prisoned in this space of time and place? No privacy, no love, no tears, no God above. Not even my very own flesh and blood. Just an emotional string cut. My life is so bloody unjust. No love for me, no love for you. My soul is ripped right into two. My soul hurts through and through and now my mind is so sore. My mind is so wrought from the beatings and the thought for the freedom and the peace that I once sought. When I should pray, I break down and cry, leaving the world reeling, prisoned inside my own feelings. Sleep. Sleep. Go to sleep. Remember, you did preach peace. So go, I command your soul to rest and rest in peace. Everyone tells me to hate you so, but I find that don't help me, no. So I say you must weep and when you're done I hope you rest in peace and go with God but go. You must rest, it must be so, so that you know we'll meet again but not till you found your peace. Sleep, go to sleep, it's not for your soul for me to keep. Go, I command you so, may you fade into your soul. A snatch of a verse. A snatch of a verse and a hit to make it worse and I try too hard, too bad. But as I take a leaf out of your book and I can turn another page and be glad of all my repetitive mistakes that I would not dream of hiding with shame. Because one day I could change and learn to be unnatural like you because I think that you're swelling. I'd like to tell you all that you stopped me losing by choosing to give me a chance. And I'm enjoying this merry dance even on a not-so-merry day, eager to please my mental tease, a pineal striptease, and as I follow you through the thinking man and woman's trapeze, my heart does somersaults over the safety net and into your vault. It'd be all of your fault if I was to get it all right, but that's the real value of all of you. So I'm holding on tight for the adventure of my life, along with your neon show's lights. Salicite. Leamington Dreams 
Leamington dreams, so sweet, so serene, bathing in subtle sublimity, never wishing to wake, and a reality that never exists, but now it's mixed. Within the waking mind, so alive, so unkind, trying not to find, opening eyes to stay. Under illusions of skies, they're all lies. Leamington dreams, I'm so sleepy, I die. Now it's night and I drift, yes I drift, in River Hades, down River Styx, in bones made of bones. Or boats made out of bones in a river of blood. And I float down a tunnel and that's a vein, and it's all my dead soul. I'm not happy, I'm not sad. I just am, and I'm just not existing in my dreams, those Leamington dreams, and it seems I'm not here, I'm not me, I'm not it at all, not to be seen, bliss of the nothingness, yes, nothing at all, stars fall in a large antique hall that was once me, but now I left me, and now I'm at peace. To the night, a suicide rests in peace and goes to the light. But the brains all scorn and they all look so forlorn. But Leamington dreams were okay after all. And so now it's okay. So the soul it got saved, so beautiful, so brave that you gave to us. Your Leamington dreams, your lovely Leamington dreams. A sober poem. I've been mainlining my life for a long vein now. I've been shooting up in the ether's sounds. I cannot get you out my filter's spoon, even though I'm a cold turkey and I'm sober too. You've been making my head guilt trip sing. You sent the dealer skipping into my yellow sin bin. You went and did too many good bad things, even though you're cleaner than a soap dish thing. We've been getting clean and squeaky mean. You and I such young at heart dead has beans we lived rock and rolling down that chestnut hole we made it through hady sounds of mocking hyperbole and i said i've been shooting up your drama screens you went and shot through my neon nylon seams we fell out of the gasworks ultra hip punk scene better for a worse a well-dressed up fanzine and i went and smoked your doobie doobie wah wah and we cried so much it split my sides in half you tore my toenails into 20 deals to rap, and we smoked them better than the usual crap. Better late than sorry, how you make me laugh. And now we've got parts one, two and three. Empty drivel, part one. Feeling empty, but now I need to bicker. Half a sneer, removes all sniggers. Cuts all trust with a chopping life. Fist your comments with a parting wife. Deals the blow for wit so slow, feels the empty air with desperate reelings just to exist at all. Not so empty drivel, part two. We made the grade PhD for transforming life eternity, like newly discovered life saving weapons for revolution. Main lines the cosmic news recommended for the Nobel Peace Prize by the junkie muse. We made a breakthrough from the old mundane. Anything comes and is mad the same. Our selfish divine. 
serves only the profane, you partners in this crazy game. As one legend dies, a myth is done, your colours and vibes don't subside. Overwhelmed, but never dies, putting all irrelevancies away to one slide. Part 3 Ectoplasmic storms blow about my life like an episode of Heroes. I'm existing in a rich luxury of overstrong cosmic smells, attracting shades of distant times, old and as yet unborn toward me. Tasting the blood flow through my mind, I'm on everybody's radar. On the train, a crowd of strangers all turn and glare at me at once through alien eyes and I know I'm crashing unavoidably towards the phantasmagoria of eleven-dimensional fates. The Pederasta How did I fall for the Pederasta, you asked? Well, I must admit, Joe, it was no easy task. How did I not notice his age? Because he was the mystical sage, hidden underneath bag lady's eyes, an old man dressed in young girl's clothes, addled me with a cider and some spliff or so, it's a common trick to those peds of youth. The punk rock guru of weird shit chat taking me under his demon wings and hat. He tied his dreads round my baby face head and started to entwine me in the things we said. Oh, how could I fall for such a dirty scam? Well, it's not so uncommon to the common in law, girl or man. And so what if there's a double age divide? Isn't it the inside of the crusty to decide? But anyway, back to my tale of taboo. It happened after a few sly lies or two. We smoked and we drank and we really stank. We made it to the street's higher ranks. We made it to the other side of the fence. Me on this side, him over there on thence. So no, I'm not bitter and no, I don't regret my past. Because I've got a better place now where I can park my arse. I dared to try out that particular farce. And it's not as if he nabbed me out of class. It's over now, he'll never come back to ask. Because I smartened up my mind and I never looked back. I'm sure he's on to another fresh-faced cutie, about to encounter her right passage of time. And then he'll get pissed when she gets to her twenties and she'll leave him lonely in his bondage age chains of grime. The light... Sometimes the light is so dark that it shines and leaves a 3D holographic space to be filled with subliminal lime. We all have our own designs. We all get given our own personal symbols and signs. Sometimes the light is too much. I get blinded by love and laughter. Life just gets too much. But as such, we get lost. And in the losing, get found out. In silence, one can shout. I lost my nerve. I just don't have the nerve to even try to sing this verse. My confidence has snapped. My nerves long ago sat. There's no point in ever singing again because the songs to my verses have come to an end. I just don't have the nerve because every time I sing it just gets worse. Some kind of cruel, abstracted sabotage. My words are in shreds and the tears just dried up. I have nothing more to sing, because you took away every reason for anything. 
So what's the point in strumming when I have no rhyme? And it doesn't matter anyways because you won't stay to hear my bullshit lines. And there's nothing left that I could possibly sing because I ran out of everything. And it don't matter because you won't hear how I'm now indifferent to tears and I just can't seem to think of a way back to that link. I've walked too far away and now I wish I'd never strayed from when I was just astray and in the ashtray memories of a fray fucking off into history and there's nothing to sing nothing to bring to a song that could sum it all up and all my songs just disappeared no more love no more tears my songs faded out into the sands of those legendary years as no one could bear to hear my ululations, but now they dried up and turned into panic stations, so there's nothing left for me to sing. My words have died, and now they sleep within. Jim Crow's band. Jim Crow's band meet at the angel. Jim Crow's band are a murder of angels, and nothing matters now, he said, to look around. Jim Crow and his mates are angels, feathers of birds at the vagabond's table, and I just don't know how, but I'm alive and found. I met Jim Crow in the castle. He paid a crown for my cider, and I'm so drunken now. I'm your scrawny, messed up pal. Jim Crow's mates are a murder of angels. They laugh at me because I'm not stable, but that don't matter now, because I'm with Jim Crow's crowd. Dreamland Jelly Hill There's an abstract emotion I just can't place From whence I wake up and I see your face A fresh sight as it was before I open my eyes The clarity of tomorrow gets wiped from my eyes And somewhere in my head an orchestra plays Songs of alchemical signs glimmer throughout my days and I said I would love you but I'll never back down because my path has more turns to it than you could ever count. So here we are in each other's faces trying to pinpoint this thing. It seems to be a jigsaw of places and I just can't quite gel the feelings that I feel. Although I have a slight hunch maybe one day I will. And angels sing out in unison and agree, as if by magic they agree with me, yeah, me. After the wars, and after I died, I saw looking down a little lost girl cry. But then I was led by the hand to a place of mystical, epic proportions, where I could dream, and I dreamt. I dreamt of a kaleidoscope, gyroscope spinning, triple helix and planets flew by, the clouds danced and they spoke to me and it was understood. The mysteries sing out to me and Kronos laughs as I fall backwards into a future I saw once before. Smackheads, blackheads and lice. Smackheads, crackheads with lice and blackheads and that's just the fucking pets. Fucked up, screwed up, drugged up and boozed up. What a fucking mess. Me, I blame the hip parents. Hippies, what can I say? Mother is a crack whore. And Dad, well, he's just gay. F-O-D. A-K-A. Fuck off and die. Something's on my mind. It's been there quite some time. This time I'm onto you, so where's the other face? The one I heard before. Your trips bring to me so well. 
Let's mend the bridge that I torched 2,000 times before. We'll make sure this time we'll blast off and go to hell. An astronomical unit. Everything changes around again and here I am still. Breathing in the quiet of the moment, a moment to chill. The autumn air is clean again, I don't remember since when. Where have I been for all of these years, these places? A city that shrinks and grows around all that which I know. And I realise the runaway that I once was no longer wishes to go. Here I sit many returns of a cooling sun later, watching it spin slowly around my beautiful creation, no longer yearning for that which I had not yet had, to touch or love or speak with or hold. These things I treasure when they come to me, as I went to them. And here we all are, we've come right around again. Although I lost so much from all those treasures gained, my mother, my motherhood and a circle of friends, and I hold on to the thought that the end never was, we'll be together once again in another spin. Once round the moon, it will be here neither slowly, nor will it be too soon, in a different script on another set, we ain't done yet. As we act through another play, we'll all think, oh yes. I remember that other time and place with you. I guess that must be why. Oh, so much joy for being with you. When those days yet come to pass, then our time, that which is now, will finally blow out at last. The dis distance from my heart to the sun is a weight of gold. Sort of fell apart again. Everything sort of fell apart again, but that's okay, so long as I have you. It's all gone wrong and I'm off my face once when. Well, I might as well make the most of this failure. So I went out to score and I thank you for not being sore. Maybe I'm glad I have this time to fall apart. As I needed to get off that high horse to appreciate a new start, I've been stuck, so stuck like fly on flypaper. I've got to doodle and I've got to sing, getting by on old claimers. But I see it's time now, it's time to fall apart and I will be a mess. I can rearrange everything that I've already guessed. Untalented talents like fairy tale currency buys time. I might get around to scraping off this grime. I might, I might daydream past mistakes gone by. A decade disintegrates before my eyes. As a decade disintegrates before my eyes, I wipe the disbelief that future dreams sigh. A sigh of relief, a relief of belief, and a small smile creeps up upon our ages, a jigsaw puzzle of sages. I walk in the past where the feathers of the heart grew. I am on a green grasp, soft beneath my feet. Every blade of feathery touch too much. We're all sitting here a-drinking among the words told. We told each other and then another and then anon. And you're still there with me and a family of our own. The seeds from Albert's dreams rises up and grows. And now it's turned into a meadow and a new season to sow. Planting laughs and hopes from a mad man and a mad woman who leave, live off speed and hope and use no soap, only washing with those words that they wrote. We move backwards and sideways through time. 
the, the dimensions all full. But here we are, back to back, standing tall. I hear a call, just a memory now. It's almost gone, faded, and it's finally forgotten. We'll hear the call once more. Once again, time will start dancing. We'll come running, taking up our places, and then we'll be ready for the next film showing. The Coven of the Urban Standing Stones. Is it a hundred? Is it a thousand? People who I've loved and known, who've died and gone above and so below. Down the ball ring, water linear. No, not Brum. We were family met from many families torn. Some people never had no money. Some of them never had no mammy. Some had no love, no marbles, no. Some known no other way. What was it though, this common bond? Every one of us was lost, that's what. We were united losers. Choosers of losers, yet that was the glue. Some of us were victims, we needed our abusers. Some of them were streetwise. Some of us were not occlusers. So the Bullring family has indeed shrunk, but it is not, not no more. Whether alive or dead, or just machine the head, we are still here. Like bees to a hive, like hives to a bee, the coven is here of the urban standing stones. Lousy me, sit and moan. A lousy daughter and a lousy mother. Mother half lives and to him there is no other. And I'm a shit crap friend, self-centred to the end. I always forget and forget all I'm supposed to do. As is this song, all I do is talk about myself. I never really did much. No, I never was brave. I did, however, get off my tits and found the art of lays. And I'm here. I have no choice in that and that I know. I must have grown up just a little bit bitter. Still I do now, but bitch and moan and sit. And I cannot seem to change much more than this. More than this for then to be better. I tell you how I enjoy myself enclosed in a letter. That I'm not scared and how I'm so self-aware. I think I can swear. I am me. Whilst I ain't bad, I'll never be great, for I am she, she who maketh mistakes, for I am she, for whom nobody waits, and now I think I'll never really change, even though I've passed every possible phase, it's all too much of a maze, I'm a cow that's been left out to graze, I'm flattered by the love that you gave, but I know, though I tried, I'm never going to change, I'm neither daughter nor mother, hardly a friend and barely a lover, my own expectations I never won over, my destiny chained to the sofa. Paradox, paroxetine, paradox, paroxetine, peroxide and paracetamol. I overdosed, went over the top, I couldn't stop and then I went pop. And I guess in the end it was the final aftershock. They cheerily waved at me, did you see the carnival procession? A real good thorough secret healing tension. Boy, oh boy, I earned me some sessions. Now I'm a good girl, I get me concessions. Sold my pride for a shop full of curios and gold. Hey, I'm not for hire or lease. 
And did I mention I sold my neurotic geese? And you can back out any time no one forces you to sign on any dotty line, but it's up to you to try to leave. And that's the trick they've got up their sleeves. No exit door, no hidden claws, no self-belief, no warning creeps. And if you back out, you'll make them shout. They'll give you some clout, call you a lout, give you a twatting yeah. Free will says that you're free to leave as often as you like. Jump off your train, get on your bike, get out of here, get on a trike. But you'll be sorry if you take your leave, it's the hardest way to learn. Your cowardice is all you learned. I'm the one who now knows the hardest performance for the longest running of shows. How rude. How rude of you to bend all rules to suit your flex and bend. You stitched me up and bit me all over, dipped me in butter and melted on me. So you keep me in detention, but you fail to mention the moral fibre of your classes. And now I'm looking through looking glasses. Now I've been read the right act and I've been read all my rights. All I've got left now is wrong. Then I got soaked and wrung in a mangle. And I was hung up to dry and got left tangled at odd angles. Goodness to God. I never really reckoned on God because God's a twat like me. I projected a film on the atomic equator and it led me to a set of beliefs. The divine is a godmatic washing machine that boil rinses all of your moods for free. My God, he's a spiky and arrogant punk rocker. He wears bondage gear and he smokes and he sneers. Watch out, he's coming near. Oh, fuck it, he's already here. Now he's got me by the ear and he's filled me full of beer. And he's dragged me right up and he's opened me up and he's opened me up and now he's sewn me closed. I'm on a hard drive now. Don't switch me off. Ow. Ah, oh, what a drag. Ah, oh, what a drag it is getting old. Hey, someone should write a song. My gig tickets had to be sold because I couldn't get up to go along. The last time I hit the dance floor, my knees gave out on me. On the way home, I needed to stop half a dozen times to pee. Oh, what a drag it is getting old. I can only last half a dance. I get too tired for conversation and I fall asleep halfway through songs. I'm a drag, such a drag. Can't even drag myself out of bed. And after two pints, I'm I'm as drunk as a twat and I fall off the floor on my head. Hey, someone should make a song about it. The dragging old man blues. You can shuffle along so long as you like. Maybe tap along with your shoes. Oh, what a drag it is getting so old. And now it's time for my bed. I bid you good night and hope you have fun. Don't forget to get off your head. Mr Prick. Am I fucking ringing in your head? Can you hear my every thought? A repeat of what you said. You took from me what wasn't yours. Betrayed, manipulated, now vengeance is so easy. Now you got me ringing in your head. Funny how your name does rhyme. Mr Prick, you took an extra line. Now you're sort of doing time. Only the first who is in line. Can you hear me? My every thought. Am I ringing in your head? Everything you contrived. You greedy bastard, yes. Now you're stuck with me, fucking you up instead. Ring, 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 done it just sting, sting, sing. 
in that long-term paper cut hospital bed you only had to ask from me you know this already that i'd have buttered you up some bread brain spread now on stale toast sorry mate i don't mean to gloat in your water like you said gizzering so i do tringalingling ding a ding ding mr skank you too mate i bro de jour oops you found yourself on her majesty's tour karma karma don't it suck there you go on the bad luck truck the deed you did was such a mistake, but that ain't the real reason for which you now pay. So many times in your past, you fucked every girl up in the special top class. Eh? You don't understand losing the one you love. Now you know it, how it feels for the rest of us. Mr Bell. Oh, you greasy, slimy toad getting off on the highs of other people's roads. You took and took and oops mistook. Every friendship ever given to you, now you must stay ostracised. For your name it fell and it's ringing bells. Just like you and your personality, it's minging. Mr Bell sod off to hell with your smell. Oops, you're already there, oh well. Don't say nobody told you so. You got nothing, no, no dignity left to blow. Mrs. Jem, oh yeah, you're such an innocent. Slightly warped and slightly bent. Children want to leave you so, but they change to threats, you know. Respect you get. Oops, no, you don't. Dealing, feeling of fear all around. Emotional blackmail is the only sound. Bringing the pounds round in the count. Oh, I see you had to pebble dash every time you open your mouth. You are so tough, I see that now. So why the fear of the holy cow? Gives a ring, let's sort it out. Oh, shut your moaning. Is that all you got to give? Lies to any fool who hears. Nothing to my face, but why? We all know the exact accuracy ply. The circle shrinks. The circle was big, but now it shrinks. Those who've left, evicted cause they stink. But those left in are shining bright. You see it, no question or doubts, are their light. Two long decades we had to race around this roller coaster maze. And now we have all taken place. I see where I stand with rooted feet. I had faith and I believed. Sometimes disillusioned, losing the fiends. But here we are now, friends so dear, forever apart, but in the heart, always near, protected, protecting, loving each other, sister to sister and brother to brother. Will those we lost return one day? I won't ever stop hoping and it's a thing that I say. Eternity and spirit are here for long. Time will come to forgive those we lost, but for now let them count out their own cost. Let us celebrate each other alone, circle to circle and stone to stone. We may have to wait till the afterlife phones. You, mate. Or are you? I'm not quite sure. If I remember you, but your essence is so familiar, I recognise something. Something special about you, but new mates we are. From long time... 
forgotten the past is afar so hello like new to you mate and hi forgotten it all now did you do too bells ring in heaven and down there in hell everyone applauds because it matters we gel it's just great i say yeah nice one mate one of life's funfair lick a profile of a sigh suit too drunk to get high and i just want to grab you and lay legs and brains akimbo sight smell and taste you're nearing rightly so malicious thoughts i want to hurt you by making you experience all over my overload of chaos so intensely you'll scream and claw away at your mind call me evilly unkind i just want you to know and really truly to understand just for a mo moment how it is to be me you need to know how it is for me to cope mr jollity he mr jollity he starts a laugh along a smile the wink deep blue chinks hid down in flesh sinks soft delicacy of the grass links fingers forms a grip so smooth swell in agile grace akin to the pinpricks of the tomb capuchin his skinny swing he travails the overhanging waistcoat lonely hill by fob hung plumb time on hands swollen time sunken low slow red rivers run under water tight skin tight tight as ribs twisting air right thin weasel word sung to a smile lung wreck sign the true red spittle at last a last wreck held tight so the rack pulls your air thin why disguised as my bow tie walking the bank i skank trust word also mind's eye to eye a sky amaze surprise try to dry out scout about to trace our way to go sand snow the above below from love to sea on through desert desert soak souks oasis the wet of the deep dunes is life's rainfall Crimson tides of life, blood searching, the clever red veins, life found life. In the jungle sewers, sand draining into, drowned wastelands, my pump in your chassis, new to me, lent. I make space for your aorta, more for the vena curva major and the minor. Also your four-chambered flexing in me, not just for sex's symphony, we wait for more honesty to risk and empathy here in the ruins water-stained cities are to hide in not even trying a skinny graffito pheromone scars an urban city for the breathing breathing lepers scape frame we walk the bango skank through subtle voltage so twin nothing gray mold grows uneven greasy vapor Endless colonies of feral mad eyes, massed, twitching, surveils, uselessly omniscient, watches up to the hide in plain sight, a desolate sneak, envy aimed at all in high office, while we get this guised second in sight, 
on to deny our sixth sense, so to persuade paddlers that six will do, indeed, exist. Soprano, no more, on sense, countlessness, as if all proofs could unveil the truths we are, by our nature, are both at once native and also truly alien. A sketchy book. A complex puzzle of scraps and snippets, an intense compendium that has nothing to do, tighter and in suspense, glued. Sketchy love. Add a layer of stale beard stains and spunky colourful smells, kisses with dry tongue, that loving halitosis. You could stink of bins and piss, but I'd still love you. That's bliss. Shitting me, contrary. I know you're shitting me. Your actions and words are so damn contrary. One minute you respect me, the next minute I'm Mary, and you try to make out I'm so bad, and oh, you are too scary. Why do you preach at me, peachy? You've got nothing to teach me when you sit in the passenger seat. Do not tell me how to drive. I do not trust your dark, sly vibe, all your jealous, thieving chides. I find it hard when afterwards I'm asked to comment and bitch, but I'd rather not stoop to your bent. I know I ain't perfect so, but I don't want to copy your type of blow. And people talk and scenarios circle, rumours abound less about me than you. Advising me to take the Hippocratic choke, going for backstabbing and the choker gloat throat, a weasel for a hit, the money from the stoat, the dark cly woman could tell which from which, just a nothing of a junkie who lives from swish to switch. A piece of my mind. Thoughts trample on your trampoline as a thread from my mouth gets caught in your teeth of corded machines Cad uses snake to cover the sword that cut the rose that he takes and all that is left are no words at all. They were anonymous, cleverly, cleverly crafted scrolls. Inserting the mirror finish. If I insert paint, it may be truer. As a medium, gloss over, stick it onto the ripples that I exude. If I inject a mirror image, would I just for once finish? I must carry on now. And for always, because I swear I will never cringe or whine or binge like I did, like all those barren years I did. And now I pick up from a mega cosmic point in time. So now what if I like to replicate slime and blood, smog, debris and dust? For it is what it is, it is what I see. Chaotic life, lazy life's filthily. But now I have a new gimmick. And up the ladder I climb, my confide person stops me from the prevailing slide. I snuggle up to my new tool stance. We go a gear and so begins the year of the dog. Loyalty stays and we take a long walk. The dog's chasing squirrels as we start to talk. More on friendship. Real friendship stayed alive in, cascading waterfalls of fireworks smiles, occasional cheer for seconds and years, not always near nor often, 
they come guaranteed nonetheless. Trueness and bravery amid mudslingers sigh, I know in my mind why. Soul sister is alive and why circumstance keeps us entranced with life's surprise it circles, life circles and rises, spirals of love chase one another, a glimpse of olden days, yet it come into play. Soon it will be dance time and we'll laugh at our past, crimes are now boasted, lives are now toasted, to you, to you my love. I'll see you in lights, and the lights lit up blue, and here's from a sister, Connie Girl, and I'll see you soon. Cinnabar. It's a situation of misregulations, the sulphur and mercury has been roasted, our souls been irrevocably toasted, the painful poisonous separation of which we must abide. Truth rises and the lies lay low, set dark as fresh flowing blood, grey whispering moss, volatile against an old as hell, crystalline formation in white. The time has come to walk unafraid into a prophesied future, the change, and there is no going back now. There is little hope, so I must give in to what I was once told I would be. I knew it would come one day too easily. I was so afraid then of what I saw of what is now. But now the time has arrived bitterly disguised and decisions need to be done. The sun, the angry, ruthless sun, the powerful, unstoppable ego rages. It burns the cinnabar sublime. It is time and so I throw off the shackles of fear and I walk less hesitantly near to an unwritten future. I know what is coming and why. Too many times I saw it written upon the sky, and the conclusion can only be one, because blood is thicker than wine. The crying stones, urbanised standing stones, crying in the rain, rites of the stones, all I heard were the dying moans of the holy runaway loans. We were once not real, but throned, and fears were set up for us to fight them off for to be free of need. The greed, the money mattered nothing but the hunger, the thirst for nothing but for us to be but first, the clown and the king in the castle, and I see ye now at last, a pagan's dreaming in bone. A window suit. I see you in a window suit, downloading news from oil painted blues. You stand over me still, in a disguise behind eyes, tomb raiders blinds into mythical finds. You see me in a ghostly way. You are real, but I'm not fleshly. So who's in whose dimensional estate? A cargo of a Fargo freight. Better late than never, but don't you ever stay late. I'm in a crate, I'm in a crate state, and I see you in my window too. And you see me, are we nearly there then yet? And cannot back away. Cannot back away, yet cannot connect. Fear and loving, not yet understanding. I've got my eye caught in the next. I see you in a mama's. A dumb show, a bum show, a dumb show arse. 
we are so crass, trying to open up and act my class. Eyes of deception. Not much to want for but to see, without these eyes I be deceived. I see seas of insanity, yet I hear no sounds. What you're trying to tell me, so hard to please. I'm asking for a connection for you to talk to me. Lotto Park. I would like to be left with nothing but the sun on a day where my friends are drinking cider from a can and thus would pull out the blotters and eat them one by one. I would love to pluck shrooms, yes, right by where I sit, so I could laugh at everything in this mundane wilderness. I would love to get so stoned, smoking me some pup, and everything under me would slightly shift. I'd hope it don't bring about a bout of skits. Perhaps we could smoke lots and lots of rocks, and a never-ending magic crack pipe. Lots of yummy strong drugs. Yeah, anything I can fix. Yes, give me a bag of base speed and all the full works. I'd make up hundreds of doobries all day for you. Put a touch of smack into a little joint. Oh, another. Because I'd love to get a bit thinner. Slumber. Get out the razor blades and CD cases. Line them up. Let's begin the cocaine races. Get set to sort snort, snort, snort. And yes, we could be sitting in the sun. Munching LSD. One for you and two for me and three for Mr Greed. I miss my special brew buddies. Getting fucked up no matter where we are. Make sobriety obsolete. I hate being straight. And now I'm back in practice. I eagerly await. Oh, the smell of the anticipation. Can I have some MDMA with my buckfast breakfast? Lunch could be a salad of white powders. Eat them from a big fat spoon. Tonight I'm going to dine upon the streets, a feast of many courses, every one a delectable treat. Our letters be together, a grazing on the grass, fulfilling our greatest of needs. Yes, that's right, the one called greed. Tattoo video dream. I dreamt this dream 15 years ago, and that's about 30 years ago, and that was over a century ago. So you know, I had to sleep so I could dream fantastical things could happen to me. As everything in my waking life was a nightmare, not too unreal. My love of my life, thinking to skin, the artwork of spirits and cultures of the gin. And music too, the lyrics and sounds helping my soul not to give in. So one night or one day, I remember not now, I dreamed a dream, a fantastical dream. I'm so lucky this dream happened to me. And there I am in my parallel underground station where punk and rock gigs happened. And I felt such elation. I got to be with the Beatles. Yeah, me. I've been planning some ink in my mystical dream. And the fabulous four in monochrome ink, one on each knuckle, two colours per score. Oh, how I danced and the tattoo, it grooved. I remember now how I was jumping in my shoes and I was leaving the gig in the dream to type train, admiring my ink when I started startled. I looked again, the ink on my knuckles, four tiny tats of John Paul, Paul George Ringo looking, smiling at me. It was like I was tripping, I could not believe. They smiled and they winked, honest they did, straight from the ink knuckles in my skin. 
yeah, then my arm emanated music, a groovy, fabulous beat. I jumped up from my seat and I started to dance, and so the fabulous four too danced up my arm in the beat on my sleeve. The very first video tattoo had been inked onto me. I looked and I laughed and this was just so unreal and I laughed and I loved and when I woke I knew I mustn't forget and I remember I wrote so I would remember and so I do now. The greatest dream that ever happened to me still makes me wonder and gives me such glee. The thing I'll remember when I am down my fabulous mystical magical tour.